Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening. It is me, Alex. And happy 2024. I know this isn't the first episode of 2024, but it is the first episode I am recording in 2024. So I did previously forget to say that to you guys. I hope you guys had a good beginning to your year so far and enjoyed time, taking a break, having time with your family and are up and at it for a new year. It's incredible how time just flies by because 2023, that one was wild truly. That one was just like way too quick. Too many things happened and it almost feels like it flashed me by in just a moment. Anyway, it's not the point, but in today's episode, it is very applicable to the beginning of a new year because we're going to be talking about letting go of the past, which I think is definitely something that you need to make a conscious effort of and it's not really as easy as time passing you by and then letting go of things that have happened to you or decisions you've made, relationships you've been in, successes or failures, mistakes, regrets, things that have been upsetting or disturbing or traumas, anything of that sort. It really takes an effort. And I feel like that's what we need to talk about today is, you know, everyone talks about letting go of the past, putting things behind you and moving forward. But it's like, okay, so how do you do that? How do we actually consciously make an effort to let go of the past? And yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into it, don't forget at Between You and Me podcast on Instagram and at Between You and Me pod on TikTok and rate the podcast if you feel like it and want to give it a nice juicy rating. And I do have YouTube um, at Between You and Me podcast on YouTube. Okay, cool. So, getting into it. I feel like I myself am a quite a nostalgic person. I actually just realized that about myself lately when I proceed to tell my boyfriend specifically so many in-depth stories about my childhood, about my teenage years. Obviously, you know, I didn't know him those those in those parts of my life, so I want him to like know these little stories and da da da. And then I always say things like, oh, "I really miss when I was at this point in my life or I really miss you know having this person around and I miss this and I miss that and he's like you're really a nostalgic person aren't you and I'm like huh I am I really am and although it has its perks because I revel in the beautiful emotions that I had as a child like the fun things that I used to do or just like any nostalgic element a tv show a song whatever it is it also comes with its negative sides which is me very clearly remembering the past in terms of the negative things that have happened to me in my life the hardships that I might have went through the 
you know, difficulties in my mental health, like things that really just were not things that you want to clearly very much remember. And with the memories comes the emotion. I saw a TikTok uh, recently, it might have been a reel actually, that was another lady on a podcast speaking about how for women specifically, and I don't know if this, how, how much to a degree men relate to this, but to women specifically when remembering an event that happened in their lives, their body remembers the emotion that comes with it. So when it is something negative, like a trauma or something that has happened to them previously, they will remember the emotion that comes with it, which means you're, to a certain extent, reliving that emotion that you went through during that point in your life. So I think it's a lot more difficult to let go of the past than we really make it out to be. A lot of people end up going their whole lives almost quote-unquote stuck in a certain point of their life because of a certain failure that they perceived happened to them, let's say, in their 20s or 30s. They never got that one job that they wanted and they proceed to go through their whole life with regret or with anger or resentment towards some point in their life. And I'm sure none of you guys listening want to live their lives and go through the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, blah, 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 when you age and become an elder, thinking back at a point in your life and regretting something or resenting something or not being able to let go of something that happened to you in the past. So there are many lingering effects of past experiences. It can definitely, like I said, affect your emotions. It can also affect your decision-making for the future because you are still connected to these things that have happened to you in the past. And it makes it very difficult to let go of the beliefs that you have created from them. I feel like a lot of you guys listening to this might be trying to let go of a past relationship, which seems like a really big topic and something that's really, really heavy on people when they go through a hard breakup or a long relationship or really intimate, you know, deep relationship that has now ended. And the one thing that is on everyone's minds is like, how do I let go of this? How can I finally move past this and not have the reoccurring thoughts and the reoccurring emotions that are, you know, taking over my day-to-day life? So we're going to go through some ways that you need to consciously make decisions to move past something that has happened to you. It can be very challenging and difficult to let go of whatever you've had in your past but there's definitely ways to do it okay so so an important thing to note when it comes to letting go of something that's happened to you in the past is why it is so hard to do it and I think that different negative life experiences affect people in very different ways some people will find it really easy to move on after a difficult experience right and other people will feel a very lasting impact on their mental health. So there's levels to it because the way that it can affect your mental health also varies. I think that we have the group of people who somewhat suppress the negativity that has happened in their lives and then try to focus on chasing happiness, chasing dopamine, chasing good life events outside of the negative experience that they've had. And then we have the opposite end of the spectrum where people revel in the pain way too much. They ruminate in it. 
They have a tendency to think excessively about the same event over and over again. And people who ruminate really often normally have a history of trauma because they assume that rethinking, rehashing the same subject over and over and over again will help them gain insight on it or learn a little something from from it. It sometimes tends to be a tactic when we have such a big thought process on, hey, I need to find the lesson that was in this. I need to find a, a positive thing that came out of this negative experience. So you keep ruminating on it over and over and over again. I fall closer to the second you know, end of the spectrum there where as a person who ruminates a lot more on negative experiences and really tends to live through the pain multiple times, more than I should realistically, because it's almost as if I'm trying to find answers when I'm revisiting the same issue over and over again in my head. And it's happened in plenty, plenty negative experiences in my life. And I'm just starting to notice it, which is quite amazing, actually. And I'm sorry I keep referencing TikToks, but I just saw a TikTok recently where a man was talking about how he's on his fifth therapist and he had had to re-explain his traumas, re-explain his past, re-explain his history, re-explain everything that made him the way he is today in terms of the negative experiences and that he just felt like shit after having to re-explain everything and came to the conclusion that he feels like he is addicted to the pain. He's given that pain such a spotlight in his life that it has become his story and he feels like instead of moving past it and finding ways to work through it and get over it, he's reopening the same wound multiple, multiple, multiple times where he feels like, hey, how am I ever supposed to get through this? I keep reopening the same issue and speaking to a new therapist every single time because I feel like I'm not progressing, but maybe the issue is that I keep going back to the same things instead of being able to move forward and move past them. Sometimes it's interesting to point out that maybe the things that we've gone through in the past are only so heavy because we're deciding to carry it over and over again. It's not that you have to erase or remove the past, but there is a big sense in wholeheartedly embracing letting go of what has happened to you in the past and being able to move on from it. So I think step number one in letting go of the past and letting go of the things that you feel like hold a really big place inside of you is to make an actual commitment to let go. Like I said at the beginning, it's not as easy as letting time pass. I've talked about this so many times in like a bunch of heartbreak episodes, a bunch of breakup episodes. It's the idea that you can't just expect yourself to heal from an event in your life or to move forward from an event in your life without actually making the effort to do so. I think a lot of people don't realize that, to be honest, when they've gone through something that has really been painful emotionally and instead of making the effort to move through it, they choose to jump over it. And not look at it, not see it, not acknowledge it, but just see it as an element of your past. In this case, it's the suppression of things. It's like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to what has happened to me because why would I? I don't want to experience any of that negativity. So there's a fine line between, hey, I'm not going to relive and rehash the terrible experiences and I'm not going to overdo it and ruminate over and over and over again. 
you need to find some place in the middle, some place where you're taking a step forward to letting go, but also acknowledging what has happened to you at the same time. You need to take that step forward in letting go once you feel ready to do so as well. It's not something that's going to happen a day after a breakup or a day after, you know, losing someone. It's going to happen when you feel mentally like, okay, you know, I've spent my time mourning a certain situation, a certain event, a certain someone, and I'm ready to take the steps forward. And that's on your time. That's on your clock. That's on your stopwatch. It's not meant to be in comparison to anyone else, how quickly someone else has moved on from something. It's supposed to be based on yourself. That's why being in touch with your own emotions is very important. For the people who decide to suppress things, the lack is where they are in touch with their emotions. They aren't able to actually sit there and be very conscious of their feelings. So it hinders them in being able to say, hey, okay, I need to move past from this, you know, because they haven't even been able to get in touch with the emotions that they're experiencing themselves. So like I said, it happens at different times for different people. But once you make this decision, it can be very empowering. It can be like, okay, I'm doing it now. I'm moving forward. I'm making this decision and this is for me. So like I said, we are working right here in the middle of the spectrum, in the middle of the suppression and the rumination spectrum. You do have to feel your feelings when you're moving on from something. You need to have these memories of past events come up. They'll be very complex. They'll be very strong emotions and allow yourself to feel those feelings unconditionally. We don't want to fight these feelings Okay, and we also don't want to feel like we need to fix them. We just need to feel them. That's it. I struggled and still struggled to try and fix the feelings. I feel like my ruminators do that as well because you always feel like you need to find a solution instead of feeling content and okay with feeling the emotions as bad as they can feel, right? So it's almost like a gut instinct to do one or the other, to reject the feelings, not want to experience them whatsoever, or to try and find a solution. But that's just not you know, it's not, neither one of them is going to do any good for you. So really feeling these feelings is an important step forward to processing what happened to you. If these feelings are not felt, we hold them in. If they're felt too much, we suffer for too long. So this can be very difficult. It also can help to express these feelings in a safe place. And I want to keep reiterating that we want to do this at a medium level. We don't want to overdo this. Once again, I was the girly, still am, the girl who expresses, over-talks, over-speaks, over-analyzes, keeps reaching into the past over and over again to the point where you're reliving the same experiences over and over again. At some point, babe, we're going to have to turn the convo to a minimum. We're not going to reach out to our friends every six months about the same thing that's happened to us. Let the emotions come out, whether that's on paper and pen, whether that's to yourself, to your friends, to a loved one, to a therapist. We're going to speak about these things as much as it feels healthy to do so until we say, okay, we're not going to want to relive the same experience over and over again. Now we're focusing on taking responsibility. Now we have to take responsibility for whatever this, whatever this event was. In terms of a breakup, There are elements where you may feel guilt or shame about past mistakes, or you might hold anger towards other people 
where you want to blame situations that happened on other people. It can feel very helpless to be in a situation where you feel like you hold a lot of guilt, but feeling and moving through those emotions is step number one. And then taking responsibility for the actions that you made and acknowledging them as something that has happened in your past and something that you don't wish to repeat is step number two. So let's say that you made a mistake in a relationship. The only way that you can move past it is to look at it at that point in your life and say, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I did the best with what I knew at the time. You only knew so much at that time. Obviously, everything's 2020 in hindsight, baby. You can see your mistakes so much clearer. You can notice where you went wrong. You can see the areas where you should have changed. But this is the past and we are in the present. We can't change the past, the things that have happened to us. The only things we can do is take responsibility for what has happened. And if that requires an apology to someone, I suggest you do it. If you think that you deserve an apology for some, from someone else and you don't receive it, give that love and energy to yourself. Give that apology, quote unquote, to yourself. Do what you wish another person did to you to yourself. Does that make sense? Give yourself the love that you think that you deserved and didn't get. Give yourself the opportunities that you think you deserve and didn't get. Everything that we require from other people, we can give to ourselves. If you're in the situation where you feel like you were let down by another person and that's what you're holding on to in your past, now's your chance to do what you would like someone else to do for yourself. It's also so, 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 so important. I forgot to mention this, to practice forgiveness, okay? As much as we are saying do things that you would like other people to do for you, for yourself, it's also a matter of forgive yourself the same way that you want to forgive someone else. It's just as important to forgive yourself for past mistakes you've done as it is to forgive others. Now, sometimes we don't want to forgive others, and I get that. Maybe that forgiveness will come a little bit later, and you don't even have to say, hey, I forgive you. You can just mentally say it. You can say, you know what? I forgive you. We make our mistakes. I forgive you. Blah, blah, blah. But forgiveness to yourself, I think, is just that much more important. You have to forgive yourself for the past mistakes and wrongdoings you might have had because holding on to grudges and resentment will only keep you stuck in the past. Forgiveness is going to allow you to release that negative emotion and move forward with just that much of a lighter heart. It'll make you feel empowered to be like, okay, I forgive you for whatever you've done to me. You don't even have to verbally say it to that person. You just have to internally know it in yourself. Like, I forgive you for those actions. And then forgive yourself for, like I said earlier, the things that you didn't know any better at the time. Another element to letting go of the past is releasing control. If you're anything like me, we have a very big attraction to control. The idea of controlling things around you, controlling situations, peoples, etc., etc., 
is almost gives you a high. So releasing that identity that you have that is very connected to control will also let you release what has happened to you in your past. Once you embrace the idea of releasing control, you're also realizing that, you know, I can't change anything that has happened to me and all I can do is accept. We're switching out control and trading it in for acceptance. Acceptance is recognizing that your past is part of your life journey, but it doesn't affect who you are today. Accepting that what has happened cannot be changed by you anymore, but you have the power to shape your present and your future. One of the most important things, I think, in letting go of the past is focusing on the present. This comes with a lot of mindfulness and shifting your attention and energy towards this present moment. So when you engage in activities that bring you joy, when you pursue new interests, when you set goals for the future, you're, you're investing your time into the present moment. So when you live in the present, you're empowering yourself to create this kind of positive and fulfilling life and you end up feeling more joy by being more in tune with the present. Being more in tune with the present also comes with practicing mindfulness. So it means to focus on what is happening now and can also be really beneficial to people who struggle with rumination like myself. When you're reliving the past over and over again, you have basically no consciousness of the present. You can't appreciate it. You can't find happiness in it. You can't find joy in it. So people who are more mindful will tend to experience a lot less rumination and also tend to be a lot more compassionate towards others and towards themselves when it comes to things like negative experiences that you've had and the ability to actually move forward from it. So let me give you some examples because mindfulness can, you know, be such a large subject that sometimes you need a little bit of guidance. So when it comes to mindfulness, the number one thing I can suggest to you guys is meditation. Meditation is literally the practice of mindfulness, the practice of focusing in on your breath and taking in the present moment and also calming your thoughts, watching them pass like clouds. And as you practice meditation over and over and over again, you become very, very good at mindfulness. A lot of people also maybe don't really like meditation, completely get that. So there are also little practices that you can do to kind of strengthen your element of mindfulness. And that can be stuff like noticing small joys, small things that are happening in your life, taking a second to slow down. Let's say you're sitting at the dinner table and your thoughts are racing. You're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. You're thinking about you know, what you're going to say to your friend, what you're going to do here, blah, blah, blah. You're constantly thinking about the future. Maybe make it a practice every single day that when you sit down for dinner to be very, very conscious of what's going on right now, right now in this moment, what the taste of your meal feels like or what the warmth of the fireplace feels like, you know, something really specific and take note of these things in your mind. Another way to be very mindful is spending time in nature. There's something about it bringing attention back to your environment and wherever your mind wanders when you're out in nature is really, really valuable. 
also engaging in a lot of mindful and creative hobbies like drawing, playing musical instruments, um, anything that really hits that creative bone, painting, it will bring you almost back to this like childlike energy where it was very difficult for us as kids to really ruminate on anything because I don't know, maybe our brains weren't developed yet, but we were just so present on every task, every activity that we were doing. We felt it wholeheartedly. So bringing back that kind of childlike creativity will really allow you to feel mindful, will really allow you to put that energy into the present moment. So these are little ways to really get in touch with that mindfulness. The only true way to stop paying attention to your past is to pay attention to your present. That is the biggest piece of advice that I think I can give to you guys today because it really is where you want to be 24-7. You want to be living in the present moment and you want to be very conscious of the thoughts that you're having and not allow them to keep reopening the wounds of the past. I think sometimes what happens to us is that we go through these troubling experiences and a lot of the time people dwell on these past events because there's this unconscious want in your mind to avoid being hurt in the future, to avoid the same pain you might have experienced in the past. So these beliefs that you have gained from this experience that you had in your life it trains your brain to act in a way that you will make decisions to not experience that. Let's say you're trying to let go of a past relationship. And I did want to spend some time talking about this specifically because I think that a lot of you guys are listening to this episode maybe for this reason. I think that it can be very difficult to let go of relationships because us as humans, we form really deep attachments to one another. So when you are making that conscious decision to let go, when you are accepting the situation for what it is, you're accepting that this is my life at the moment, this person's no longer in my life, and acknowledging that you have no control over it, when you're also forgiving to yourself for what you may have put into the end of that relationship and forgiving to the other person with whatever they have done, in that relationship. Like I said, you don't have to go over to them and say, oh, I forgive you, blah, 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 because, you know, we don't really need to speak to them. But once you've acknowledged and agreed to all of those things internally inside of you and then continue to focus on the present moment, this is your key to letting go. So in specific terms of relationships, in addition to everything I just said, I also think it's very important in letting go of past relationships to like I said, temporarily or permanently quit any contact with your ex-partners and reducing anything that really reminds you of this person. It's so easy to ruminate if you have a portrait of them in your room. It's so easy to ruminate when you're wearing the necklace that they gave you. It's so easy to ruminate when you're staring at their Instagram so just remove those, remove the reminders, remove the social media. It's an addiction. And if you want to get a little bit more in depth to my groundbreaking rules on a breakup, there's a breakup rule book episode where I talk about the specific rules you should go through. But 
this is more emotionally engaging and that one wasn't at all. So those are just some tips and tricks. Also setting and respecting boundaries within yourself. Things like, okay, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to show up to these parties where this person's going to be. I'm not going to invest myself into gossiping about this person. I'm not going to invest myself into hearing the gossip about this person. Basic boundaries that are like, hey, I know that this is the best for me, so I'm going to pay attention to being very conscious of these boundaries and making sure that I don't cross them. Also, if your ex-partner has already set their boundaries and said, hey, I don't really want to talk. I don't really want to see you. I don't really want... Respect it. It's painful, but respect it. Okay, moving forward. Spending time on self-care and personal growth is the best way to move forward from letting go of a past relationship. You have all the time in the world now, babe. Lucky you. All the time to invest into yourself. All the time to really find a way to have this peace inside of you after going through such a hardship. You want to be able to spend time in doing things that maybe you didn't get a chance to do when you're with that person. Maybe you didn't have the ability, the time, the money because you were spending it all on them. I don't know. And now you're able to invest all this energy and time into yourself. This goes back to the point that I said, the love that you lacked in that relationship, now it's time to give it back to yourself. Whatever you wish you received, it's time to give it back to you. Now it's also time to focus on what is possible outside of a relationship. Sometimes people who have been in unhealthy relationships will feel like, hey, I couldn't do this when I was in a relationship. I wasn't able to go on this trip with my friends. I wasn't able to go and try out this new job because my partner thought it wasn't a good idea. I wasn't able to hang out with this friend because my partner didn't like them, you know, There's a lot that we're able to explore outside of relationships that felt very constricting. So now it is your chance, babe. It's your chance to experience it all. And of course, in the end of a relationship, in the end of something that held a very deep meaning to you, there's going to come pain and sadness. And that is where all of the elements that I spoke about before are really going to come into play and as you slowly but surely accept and slowly but surely become more mindful and more present in your day-to-day life, you are able to let go of the negativity in your past. There's a lot to it. It's not as easy as one day passing and you're like, oh my god, life is brighter. I have no concept of my past whatsoever. And the deeper the issue that happened to you, the harder and longer it's going to take for you to come out of it and to really truly let go. It's all up to you. It's all up to the situation that you've been in. Maybe something happened to you in your childhood. Maybe you're unhappy with how your parents were with you when you were a child. Maybe your older sibling hurt you in a way that they haven't even acknowledged. There's so much more respectfully obviously past relationships are very difficult to move past but there's so much more that could have happened to you in your childhood that sometimes people don't acknowledge and then question like hey why am I so afraid of people abandoning me when you're like oh okay maybe because my parents didn't show up for me when I was a child there's a lot to it which is why I also suggest therapy sometimes we're not even aware enough to know of what happened in our past for us to even let go of it which is really groundbreaking when you're able to figure that out um if you don't have access to therapy sometimes even just taking the time to really delve into like okay what are the things that I've suppressed in my childhood that I think actually are important but then again 
babe, as I will say over and over again, once we have dealt with it, once we have gone through it, once we have felt the emotions, once we've accepted the past, we don't ruminate on it. We accept things and we move forward with the intention of being present. I think this is maybe one of the most confusing podcast episodes I've made in terms of my flow with how much I've bounced back and forth in this episode, but I really, really hope that you guys have gained something from this. I think I mal prepared and I kind of just let the words spew out of my mouth. So I'm so sorry about that, but I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and I wish you the best of luck with anything that you are trying to move on from in your past. And I'm sending you a lot of love because it can be very painful to actually acknowledge, accept, and move past things that have been very hard in our past. So sending you love, sending you patience, and sending you present intentions. Hmm. Did that make sense? Not too sure. All right. I love you guys. Happy 2024 again. And let's move on with this year with a beautiful, positive mindset and the ability to be much more mindful and present in our day-to-day lives. All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.